What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. Um, thank you for asking. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Well, you can tell it's been a while. You hear that noise, boys and girls? The fucking sip is back. Mm, that is a razzleberry rain. That is razzalicious. It is delicious. And we're here. We're back. So we've been absent for a long while. Uh, those of you guys who didn't know, I'm sure most of you do know, but we started a podcast uh, with the BBC, Bridgman, Brightman and Cycles. Um, we actually go in person to these podcasts. We have a podcast room set up, uh, which is actually, it's actually moving soon. So you'll be seeing a different background. But it's been very, very difficult to fit in these podcasts. I think just because I've been setting up a lot of systems in place for my businesses. Uh, obviously, you guys know that me, uh, I've got prep coming up. In fact, I started prep today. And I'm in that position where my main goal here is it is it is to be a professional bodybuilder. It is to be the best IFBB pro that I possibly can. And I am under no illusion that running two six-figure businesses uh, is is very, very difficult to do while, while on prep. Um, the coaching, not so much. The coaching, the sponsorship, which is the one side of my company, that's not so, that's not so difficult because it's kind of been in my life now for the last five or six years, so I can do that. But the Wanamar stuff with the company Wanamar, it's, it's, getting, it's getting out of hand. It's getting very, 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 very busy. With the amount of orders that we get, we we circum we go around fifteen hundred orders a month, uh, you know, thirty, forty orders a day. We've got issues with those orders. Also trying to get in new product, also trying to restock, also trying to build systems in place that allow us to to gauge when to restock. So that's something that I've been looking at. We've 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 spent periods of time without lots of stock and it's massively affected our revenue, uh, to the point like Let's say in in December when we had all of our stock come in at once, you know we had a, a, a crazy crazy month on paper, and then in January like you have a forty percent reduction in in income because of the the lack of stock. So we're very very much focused on building systems and putting things in place so that doesn't happen. So at the moment what we've done is we've just taken the last two to three months of orders. We then combine those with the lead time, which is how long it takes me to get something in. So let's say I run out of cuffs. I need these cuffs. Okay, how long does it take for these cuffs to get in? And then compare that with with the, with the previous two month sales. We should consistently be ordering things before they sell out. So let's say it's four months. It takes two months to sell out, two months to order. So that means you know on the first month after we get through half of our stock, we're already ordering so that it doesn't it doesn't run out essentially. So we're trying to put systems in place that predict when our stock is going to run out, so we can order it before rather than me sort of winging it. Which people might might think, why haven't you done that already? And the answer is, is because I'm learning this shit on the spot. Uh, I've learned so much about businesses, so much about running and logistical issues and time frames and keeping two time frames over the past year. Uh, I wish I took a business class when I was younger, but uh, it's been really, really good. We've now got so we've got now got a system in place so that restock doesn't go out and I don't have to consistently be talking with manufacturers we can I can actually have someone take over that which is which is which is what I wanted to do because at the moment I'm I, well not at the moment but 
two, three months ago, I was running every single cog. I was turning every cog. I was running every length that needed to be run. And it was, it was, I loved it. I love it. Uh, but I knew that it was not going to be feasible and I was going to drop the ball with Wanamar. And I would have dropped Wanamar in a heartbeat for bodybuilding, uh, which is obviously great for being a bodybuilder, but not great if you want a life after bodybuilding, which Wanamar is pretty much my, it's my thing to get out of bodybuilding, right? I can eventually earn enough money from Wanamar and not have to be a bodybuilder for it to be successful. That would be very, very cool. Uh, and I knew that if I dropped the ball, and I would drop the ball because I'm so obsessed. I'm obsessed with my with my bodybuilding goal. I knew that I would probably drop the ball. Like I wouldn't drop the bodybuilding ball, right? If I'm juggling three, four balls, five balls, right? Okay, so this is three YouTubes a week. It is uh, fourteen TikToks a week. It is seven Instagram posts a week. It is. Uh, you know, photo shoots for for new items for one of my. It's ordering for one of my. It's doing returns. It's doing customer service. It's doing logistics. It's doing uh, the manufacturing. It's making new products. It's it, the end of the list goes on and on. I would drop every one of those balls before I dropped bodybuilding, and I knew that that was going to be the case. So I've spent this last three or four months just putting in systems, hiring people that can take over those systems. So now, now we've kind of got like a a process in place where. Uh, when you know stock is you know we got a stock alert before stock runs out but when we need to be making an order right so now I don't need to make that order I can have people go in and make that order for me um, not only that but we've got systems in place for returns like it used to just be people would message me with an issue I would then go on the Instagram I would then take the issue and I would send it to the warehouse the warehouse that would then deal with it and it's like three or four steps when it could just be one step. So now I've hired someone to do the customer service. I might have mentioned this a few times before. I'm going to take a quick sip because this is glorious. Oh, God, it tastes good. Um, So hired someone to customer service. I might have said that before. So they take care of so much back end. Uh, it's almost a full-time job for them, but not quite. Um. But they'll take care of so everyone you talk if if anyone's ever messaged the one on my page, you're talking to Steve, who is uh, our customer service representative. But he also deals with not only customer cust uh, customer to business relations, uh, and you'll notice he's really fucking polite all the fucking time, and he's really fucking good because <laughs> we 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 set our standard very very high. Um, he also deals with all the returns. Uh, for people for, for sizes, you, sorry if, I've, if you hear my list, it's because I've got uh, I've got Invisalign in. It's my first week, so he deals with all the returns. He then also deals with all of the the issues. So, for example, you get a hoodie and your uh, print for the one of our print is 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 misprinted. That happens sometimes. Sometimes uh, when they're getting printed on the machines, you know, something or someone knocks the hoodie and it prints wrong or doesn't print right, and there are honest mistakes. We actually account for about a five percent break rule, and if anything creeps above that five percent break rule, we can we claim it all back, um, and we can obviously refund you. So he'll do with refunds. He'll do with issues like that. He'll also uh, he'll also keep keep me keep me on form with our turnover per week, um, just to make sure that we're hitting targets, and just so that we can find the balance of yes, I want to sell it on my Instagram, but I don't want to become a salesman. So we're you know we we convey uh, what people are saying on one Mar with how it's coming across and, and when I make posts how many cells are there from that post and you know we're just trying to you know work out different ways uh, fortunately uh, he's also done a lot of business consultancy and this has kind of opened up 
uh, a lot more conversation between me and another person, which is really, really good. And we, we talk about a lot of business ideas. We talk about influencers. So influencers are going to be the next thing. I'm going to aim by the end of April, it's now March 30th, uh, to have a few influencers on board. Um, and we want to give them good packages, what they really want to work for. We want to create a team. We want to create a family. And that is um, that is ultimately the best thing that we can do. Um, and, I, and I think that it's going to be the, the next step in our in our progression as a company. So that's something that's been on the horizon. Um, so I've kind of set up these systems the best that I can to allow everything to swim perfectly and also continue to grow and flourish so that I can just have my big hands in, my big growth hormone hands into like the new aspects of the company and, and the things that I don't need to worry so much, like the nitty gritties, I can, I can outsource. So it just allows everything to move forward nicely. Um... What else is new? Starting prep. I mean, you guys have probably been following me. I mean, the guys who listen to this podcast, you've probably been following me on Instagram and stuff. So, you know, my prep is starting for the Olympia run. Wow. I can't believe it. And, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing, really. Uh, I'm ready for, for everything. We can give you a little bit of a rundown. I'm starting on about 4,000 calories, uh, zero cardio. Just got to get my steps back in. I haven't done steps for about four years. Uh, so, 10,000 steps will be going in. Uh, I'm still going to hold off on a cycle. Uh, I'm, I want to spend 10, 10 to 12 weeks completely off. I'm at week 8 now and my bloods came back pretty good. So I definitely just want to spend a couple more weeks because obviously it's going to be a long season. And that's one thing that you've got to plan for when you do these long assisted seasons is, yes, okay, you're 16, well, 16 weeks out from the first show. Cool, 16-week cycle, not too bad. But get what happens when your next show is two weeks after that, the next one is three weeks after that, and the next one is two weeks after that. Suddenly, you're doing a... 22 week prep on cycle and it's like right okay you're taking a piss here so just just to counteract that i'm actually going to be starting my cycle at like 12 weeks out or 13 weeks out i think it's going to be just because i have competitions after i think what's different this year is i'm not competing for that one show i mean ultimately i am competing for that one show to try and win the olympia but more realistically speaking it's probably going to be a few shows um to accumulate some points and also just to see where I stand you know I don't want to end up being into one show and then um and then ultimately getting my ass kicked and just leaving it like I, there's probably going to be a couple shows that I want to go through just to see where I stand and if I do get my ass kicked I'll get my ass kicked and we'll go back to the drawing board for next year but ultimately this is my first this is my rookie this is my uh my my inevitable Olympia prep season which I'm I'm really, really excited about it. I'm excited to show. We've got an amazing first episode for you, which is going to be releasing on the 4th of March, which is, sorry, 4th of April, which is Monday. So today's Wednesday. So next Monday at 6 p.m. on my YouTube channel, there'll be a new series. The time is now, season two, which is an exclusive. I've never said it's going to be called The Time Is Now, season two, but it is. We coined that. I think I coined that so well last year, if I do say so myself. No, it just came into its own. People started using it. It became really, really apparent that the, the the phrase "the time is now" it was really good because it's not arrogant, right? It's not like pro card season. It's not Olympia prep because I don't want to set myself up to fail. I don't want to be like Olympia run and then just not do it. Like, but the time is now. The, the, the metaphor, the meaning behind the time is now is more about being mentally ready to do what you need to do and to seize every opportunity that you have. The time is always now. You know, there's always time 
to, to put in what you need to put in and, and, and that's kind of what came into its own and that's what I kind of realised last year I think maybe perhaps the time is now started as right the time is now I'm going to get my fucking pro card but as I started pushing forward and people started talking about the time is now it became very very clear that actually the the, the meaning behind the time is now became much more much like one more rep it's very very similar you know the time is now you know when should I do that? the time is now you know can I do yeah, the time is now you know, like the time is always now, and you and you have that power to make it that time. So, I'm very very excited to bring it back to the to the to the screens, and ultimately, very excited for a. For, I'm, I'm excited for a prep with 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 much less expectation on my shoulders. I think there's going to be people who are going to say Olympia bound, Olympia this, Olympia that. That's great and it's nice and I love to hear it. But I think a lot more people are more realistic with like right. I'm in the big boy fucking leagues now. Uh, in order for me to show up properly, uh, in it's going to be hard, right? It's going to be it's going to be an outside chance this year, much like my pro card was in 2019. I kind of liken these years to each other. That first year was like, yeah, you might do it, but the odds aren't in your favor, and and that's the same as this year. I might get to the Olympia, but the odds aren't really in my favor unless like I come and smash it and I blow everyone away, which I I'm probably not expecting because the guys at the top are very, 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 very good. Um, but we're very much in that similar situation as well. This may well be like a, this may well be a foot in the ladder, uh, a step in the right direction, and and ultimately, um, you know, a, a, another st- another rung, another rung reached. And I think I, I trained with Cal yesterday, my coach, and he very much said like, you know, you're back at the bottom of the ladder, and that's what it is. You know, you you, you climb this amateur ladder to the top, you feel like an absolute king when you win that pro card. You feel king of all amateurs because you worked so hard for it. And then you kind of blink and you wake up and you go, ah, I'm at the bottom again. I'm at the bottom of the ladder, which is which is bodybuilding, you know, but I'm more than excited to climb that ladder now with a pro card in my pocket rather than having empty pockets. So I'm very, very excited for this year. As you can tell, I've said about 100 times. Uh, so that's pretty much like the roundup of my life. Um, I'm trying to think when the last podcast was potentially before or after Mauritius maybe before Mauritius, which was in December. We're now in, coming into April, so it's been a good four or five months, which um, which, is, which has been, you know, it's been a necessary that I've had to drop this just because um, just because of the, of, the, of the time that I've not had and having to put these systems in. But coming into prep, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set myself, realistically speaking, this takes me 45 minutes to an hour, so I'm going to set myself another 45 minutes to an hour to do my own podcast, uh, I, I absolutely love um, Off The Cuff podcast. If you guys haven't followed it, check out Off The Cuff on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. Uh, we've killed it. We've honestly killed it. We've been getting 15 plus thousand views and listens a video uh, on these podcasts that you're listening to right now. I get about four or 5,000 people listening to them, which is which is still fucking crazy. Uh, and a lot of those people have been messaging me saying, when's, when's Bridging The Gap coming back? So... I, I I've got time to do it. Like I'm 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 extremely hungry. I'm extremely hardworking at the moment. Is is what I would describe myself as, uh, and it's taken me a very 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 long time to get that hardworking. And I just want to talk a little bit about that and and how I do my time now. So it's no illusion that to get things you have to work hard, right? But actually, working hard is a skill, and I think a lot of people underestimate that under underestimate that skill. <laughs> Let's say let's take let's wind the clock back two years. Uh, I would probably work two to three hours a day, and 
that was pretty good. Like that was more than enough that I needed in order to make it a good living. And and, and okay, yeah, I appreciate that's that's not a lot for a lot of people listening here. You may have your nine to five, but I was very very lucky in the fact that I could have thirty clients paying me a hundred pound, and that was three grand a month, right? And 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 thirty clients over a week, realistically speaking, two to three hours every day. Uh, I did six days a week. Um, Oh my god, you work six days a week? Yeah, but two, three, two, three hours. And actually, that was like my baseline. And then, like, I pushed a couple more months. I learned a few more things, and I thought, you know what, I can stick another hour in. Uh, and bearing in mind, guys, this is trying to manage uh, two and a half hours of training, all my eating, all my because that is my main goal, right? Is the eating and, and everything like that in terms of bodybuilding. And then I pushed another hour in, like you know, maybe two, two or three months later. And then I pushed another hour in, another two or three months later. And I pushed another hour in, two or three months later. And to the point now where I'm very, very efficient when I'm awake. You know, I wake up at eight o'clock. I'll probably do an hour and a half's work, uh, and I can get a lot done in an hour and a half. I'm very, 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 very focused. I feel when I'm doing work, I'm in, and I can fuck. I don't like lose my focus, which is really, really good. It means you're doing something that you love, right? And sometimes I can look up and be like, oh shit, I've done two hours. So then by 9.30, quarter to 10, uh, I've already had my breakfast. I'll, I'll cook my breakfast and come up and do some work with it. Um, I'm then going to the gym, and then, and then I'm chilling out. Like, really, realistically, with my brain, I'm, I'm turning all my work off. I'll go, I'll go train from 10 till maybe 12.30. I'll come back home, I'll eat, and I'll, and I'll relax until 1.30. And then, and then I'll start to work again, and I can just work until, until I can honestly just now work continuously because I always have things on my plate. But that didn't come overnight. It became with practice. The ability to apply yourself uh, and and be efficient with your work came with practice, and I was there. I was that guy who would like be stuck on the sofa, knowing that I had stuff to do, and I would still click next episode. You know, I've been there. I've done that, and it doesn't help you. In fact, it kind of cripples you. It's kind of like uh, like a depressive state which cripples you when you can't work and you can't apply yourself to work and you feel like a scumbag and it's crazy because it's not like you can't go work you can you can get up and go do it but there's some block there's a mental block that stops you from doing it and I had that for years from 21 to 25 I had that I had that no I couldn't get up and go get I wasn't a go-getter I couldn't go get it I just kind of made an excuse and me making that excuse made the problem worse it was like a an anxiety around working and it was very, 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 very strange. I'm sure a lot of people can relate when they just find they get lost in YouTube or they get distracted or they're swiping on their phone and they go, oh, I've really got to do this. And it honestly just came with bullying myself out of it. And it might not be the best way to do it, but I bullied myself out of it. I engaged in so much motivational content. I fucking watched Gary Vee to the nines, Tony Robbins to the nines, Ben Greenfield to the nines. And I learned these little tips and tricks and tactics that they, they, they leave, they leave. They talk about how to work hard. They don't they don't say, you've got to be like me, bro. And you gotta, they literally tell you how to do it very, very slowly. And I think over the last two years, I've managed to transform, well, I'm 29 now, maybe, maybe the last four years, I should say. I've managed to transform myself into someone who could get the bare minimum done to someone who goes above and beyond. And it's just come with practice and it's come with motivation. It's come with knowing that I need to do that. And it's come with just chipping down the wall bit by bit. You know, let's say you have your routine split, your routine right now, and you know that from one till three or one till four, you do your really hard work. And you know what? Go to 4.30 next time. You know? And that's literally... That's literally, it's like progressive overload of motivation, progressive overload of being efficient with your work, progressive overload of thinking about new things. You know, so now I'm at the point where even when I'm sat down 
trying to relax. I'm still thinking about, you know, the next things to do, which maybe is a little bit of a hindrance in things. But it's 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 it, the point I'm trying to make is is that don't feel like when you compare yourself to not I don't know I, it's really hard to put yourself put myself in your shoes who's listening to this and and wondering what you think about me like I get messages from people who say um, oh I know you're really busy you know X Y Z and so I feel like people <laughs> people think that I work hard which is good because I do so. I don't want people to think, uh, maybe compare yourself to me or other people who you see on Instagram. Like, I think Christian Guzman's a really good one. Like, you know, someone who doesn't sleep that very much. I still get my sleep. Someone who who you perceive to work really, 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 really hard. I'm telling you, they didn't just wake up and do that. They built into it as, as their responsibility grew. And the minimum, <laughs> I'm such a bodybuilder, the minimum effective amount that they needed to do per day grew. So the minimum that I needed to do per day four years ago was only a couple of hours. So that's what I did. The minimum I need to do now is is four or five hours minimum. So that's what I do as a minimum. And then anything else, I know that I'm making further inroads into the next day. So it's like a motivation for me to, to do more. But I just want you guys to understand that not everyone gets there overnight. It's absolutely fine for you, it's absolutely fine for you to, to to not work as hard as me or someone else. But know that you can, and know that you can bit by bit, and know that you just need to break down that wall day by day, and 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 you will really really get there. Um, and that's the one thing that I've come into realization these last few 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 months is I've worked with a few different people, and 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 they don't work as hard as me. They don't. They don't do as much as I do, and this may be why I am a little bit more successful than some of those people because I can apply myself better. Um, and it's not like a it's not like a, I'm harder working than you, bro. You're a piece of shit. Like, no, it's more just like, I understand that they're not at that part of their journey where they can do that. And whether it's not because they don't love what they do or they've not had that practice to get good at it or, you know, they've not managed to apply themselves properly yet. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's just that you've got to understand that people are at different different levels of their journey. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful to be at the position I am where I can get a lot done and make a huge difference, so... That was, I don't even know why I want to talk about that. It's just something that I was thinking about in my brain. Sometimes regurgitating what's in my brain onto this podcast is, is quite good. So, guys, I'm, I'm happy that anyone listening to this is uh, is listening to this because it's been a while since I've put one of these out. But um, I think we'll start bringing in the Q&As. We'll start bringing in little topics again. I just kind of wanted to do a little catch-up today and, and, and nothing crazy. So a little, a little 25-minute for you guys. And uh, we'll leave it there. So, guys, if you enjoy these, you know, tag me in your stories. Follow Bridging the Gap. We'll be we'll be leveling this game up again, as always, like everything else. So, peace and love, everybody. Bye bye.
to be able to progress your next session. So, you know, I would literally just run rest day food because it shouldn't be so low that you can't recover and it should be right around maintenance or maybe just above if you're in a surplus. Uh, have you watched Greg's video on Brandon Cycle? If so, what do you think? Uh, so I haven't seen either video yet. I saw it pop up on my YouTube the other day, but I like we're coached by the same person. So I would imagine I've not seen it. I'm going to go watch after how close I am. I imagine he would have started on something like 250 test, maybe like four, maybe 500 Primo, give or take 50 milligrams, probably probably 500. Um, and then I'm sure he'd be using growth hormone. Um, and I don't know whether he'll be using like an MPP or a Tren. Like I use Tren, but obviously very low dose. So maybe he'll use either of those, maybe none of those, and he'll just taper that up. Which would be really, really good. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I imagine Greg. I imagine Greg would agree with it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what approach Greg took, but I imagine that he would agree with it because Brandon, obviously, his cycles have started, started to change since he's been with Cal, and I know that a lot of what Cal says 